Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facig. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need a drink of bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. I mean, I even, I get it. I went, I went to Space Academy. Like I get how flying <laughs> works, but it still blows my mind. Anywho, let's get rolling. Sorry, you're like sounds good. Oh no, it's your time. I wish you just hurry up. (laughs) This is what you can expect for the next ninety minutes. (laughs) Sounds like a fun time. (laughs) All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Um, We're excited uh, to welcome today uh, Jeremy Olson. He is in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now he's a, a CrossFit coach, a personal trainer and a nutrition coach all wrapped up in one human now the crazy thing is that sounds like a fairly you know above average score already um but the interesting thing about his story is that that all started when he uh weighed over 500 pounds and has been on this journey um, not only weight loss but uh kind of maybe a, a reinvention of his life and i'm excited to hear about that today and so uh, jeremy welcome to the show thank you for having me yeah i'm glad that you're here and um man let's get let's get in here so in, in 2016 right uh-huh. you were over 500 pounds um but like how was that like just a month kind of bench thing or like uh <laughs> <laughs> uh like like wh- how, how you get there man like um like where 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 do we need to go back to in life um, that kind of is your origin story in this. Well, okay. Origin story. Probably first started off in high school. Um, I was always a bigger guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm six, two. Now I used to be six, four. I shrunk a little. <laughs> did you really? But, yeah, I did from the weight. <laughs> like two inches though. Shorter. Uh, I rounded up a little Okay. <laughs> in high school. It looked better on the football sheet. <laughs> I got you. Gotcha. It was like three, uh, six, three and a half or something like that. Okay. But now, um, well, anyway, high school, homecoming week, practice, I blew up both my knees. 
Mm. I twisted one and took a helmet in the side of the other one. Oh, geez. Pretty much had me out for the season and just started getting depressed from there. Started eating to compensate. So was this like, so playing football, like what, what position did you play? Like what, like, or would you be considered yourself like healthy at this point? Like what, what, t- tell us um, about what physically, what, what you were like at this point. Physically, um, I would say I was probably about 275, 280 at that point. Um, unfortunately, at that time, I was a smoker too. Um, I started really young. Um, I was overweight, um, but I was exercising regularly. I was playing football. Um, um, I was a bigger guy, yes. Uh, uh, I, healthy, I would say I was probably fairly healthy though. Okay. Yeah. Just the usual bad habits that mm-hmm. every teenage boy has, especially uh, early 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, and those people that were were born in the 90s, um, that they don't understand that. But like, <laughs> we we had a different set of rules. Um, and, you know, we we're the I guess the latchkey kids, I guess, I guess is that, that that's kind of in mm-hmm. that era where like, we were kind of on our own. Um, for most of the time, parents worked outside the home. Um, like, I don't know about you, but like, I, I was probably responsible for a lot of my meals, like myself. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I remember like, it was like a box and mac and cheese. I was really good at making that (laughs) craft mac and cheese. (laughs) Oh, my thing was those little, uh, Schwann's man, single serve deep dish pizzas. I eat like two of those with a big glass of milk. Oh yeah. 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 You'd go through like a (laughs) gallon of milk every couple of days. (laughs) That's how I was a big guy. I get it. I get it. All right. Keep going. Sorry. I, I just, right. I, I, you caught me there in reminiscing for, <laughs> for a minute. Yeah. And also, you know, you know, we weren't on, you know, social media either. So we mm-hmm. just went out and did bad things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I got injured. I got depressed from that. And that's probably when I, I started actually like going out and partying more, smoking more, um, being less mobile because my knees hurt all the time. Mm. Um, went to the doctor. I, I opted out of surgery because I didn't want the downtime. And I also didn't want to go through the additional pain or recovery. Oh, wow. Looking back, I probably would have. Um, <laughs> but from there, it just was a steady gain. Um, I, I usually main, I lost a little bit for a while when I doing physical work because I didn't go to college right away. Mm-hmm. And most guys went into like, you know, heavy labor, like, you know, moving boxes, um, lifting shit. Um, sorry, excuse my language. <laughs> no, this is fine. You, you don't, you don't get the record of the earliest F-bomb drop that that happened many, many episodes ago. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm sure there's going to be one coming, but yeah, yeah bring it on. It's fine. <laughs> and just bouncing around uh, the country. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida for a few months um, here and there. I was, and when you don't make a lot of money and you're always out partying, you eat junk food. Mm-hmm. So eventually I, I got bigger and started going out less, but then I started, you know, just playing video games all the time, you know, looking for desk jobs to work at and um, still, um, and that would bring me up to about early 2000s when I, the big jump was when I I moved down here in 2006, I think. Okay. Yeah, 2006. And like two weeks after I moved down here, I'm my mother passed away and I had all this homesickness and mm-hmm. just depressed it and just buried myself in food. 
and I did, and it probably, I was probably about 300 then. And from then to about 2016 is I gained like 200 more pounds. Um, I did quit smoking though in 2009. Mm. Um, mostly because my wife, uh, my soon to be wife, uh, that was one of her requests. So I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to keep her, you had to drop the cigarettes. Yeah, but it, I, amazing how life works out, though. Um, about that same time, I caught the swine flu that was going around, and I couldn't <laughs> no breathe anyway. Way. So I was down for like three days, four days, couldn't hardly breathe anyway. So because That's of the smoking, crazy. and I just rode that, and I was like, you know, I went four days without a cigarette. Let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did there. Um, I had my first son, uh, 2014. Uh, he started getting mobile in 2016. So I was, and at that time, I was so immobile myself by this point. I mean, I was wearing 6X shirts. Uh, my pants were size 54s on good days. And I just couldn't keep up with them. And I was like, and that's what got me to that point of 500 pounds and realizing I needed to make a change in my life. So, so let me ask you, let's go, let's go back to, uh, I think you said about 2009, you moved to Las Vegas where you are now. Is that right? Six, six. And then, um, Oh, 2009 is when you quit smoking and you yep. had swine flu. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> so at that point, um, like, where were you health-wise? Like, were you deteriorating at that point in terms of, like, you know, kind of gaining gaining more on, on your body and kind of health-wise? Or, or, like, it was just this, a steady gaining weight this whole time? Like, what, where, where, where was that coming from? Because you're going to 2016, which I know is, is when everything changed. But, but how, did, how did that happen? Was it? I mean, Well, it started off pretty steady because I had worked okay. at... Um, like when, like I worked at Lowe's when I first came down here, so I was still fairly active. Um, then I moved, got a job on the strip where I just stood there all day. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that evolved into a, I went back to school, got an associate's degree in uh, computer science. So I went and did IT work. That put me in a chair. I all the uh, physical activity of standing around or you know working at Lowe's and managed to keep a lot of the weight off but the second mm -hmm. i sat in that chair it went oh, i want to shit then mm. and i started getting less and less mobile and the more mobile i got the less i wanted to move um soon see I, I stopped wanting to go to shows and concerts um, because the seats i couldn't fit in them anymore really mm -hmm. and that just caused me to sequester myself even more from life yeah yeah which had a negative effect of me gaining more weight mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and if you already were talking you talking about depression earlier is that something you you battled during this point or is that just uh something that was associated with your mom or um or football you know all that kind of stuff i think it was more of a progression um mm -hmm. i don't really battle with it a whole lot anymore um, i still have my bad days but Overall, I'm. It seemed to increase as I got worse in health. Hmm. Like now that I'm a lot more healthy than I was, um, I'm less depressed. It's mm -hmm. amazing what a little exercise can do. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, as I got worse and less mobile, the less I wanted to go out, the less that affected me mentally too. It was like, I got this, uh, now it, it translates more into body dysmorphia now where I still see myself as this 500 pound couch potato yeah. um, rather than, you know, what I am actually am. Sure. But back then it was like, that's where it started building in is because, I mean, I didn't like to look at myself. I wasn't happy with myself. So why should anyone else be? And why should I inflict myself on others? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So this, this steady kind of, kind of, increase like i often think about people who viewed you from the outside who, d- who didn't know you and just said hey, okay there's this this large human here um and they assume things you know about you and your lifestyle mm-hmm. and um that you're oh, like like in a, in a movie personality like the uh the scottish guy in austin powers oh yeah yeah you know like like you're just you're just gorging yourself all the time like um you can't go five feet without eating a whole pizza you know like there are these these ideas that people have that are looking into it and going oh you're just a disgusting human really is what it comes down to but but that's not reality right like i mean this is something no. that just happened and years you know what, what what was a week maybe turned into months and those months kind of turned into years and, and yep. years of 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 poor nutrition um and and maybe some emotions tied up in there in, in a lot of ways you know like once you get to a certain feeling i think may agree or disagree here um like you start to kind of punish yourself a little bit and you don't work as hard to eat the right things. You just continue to eat what's easy um, or, or available, I guess. Um, <laughs> and and it just adds on um, what seems like a blink of an eye, almost like. But it's been years, right? Like, yeah, it's it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, um, it it builds. It really does. It, it's mm-hmm. an effort. Although my favorite scene that you're talking about is actually on uh, the longest yard in the with uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, I don't know that I've movie. seen that. Yeah, I know anyway, what you're talking the, about, but I don't think well, I there's saw a big that. guy who's playing line and falls over, just starts screaming, can of corn, can of corn, and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, and it's yeah. not anything that anyone actually wants to be. I mean, I don't care if um, what most people think now about me. Um, mm-hmm. It matters what I think about me, what my wife thinks about me, what my kids think about me. Mm-hmm. But it used to be big on back then because, like, I have actually have a little uh, story. On one time uh, when I was big, I was out grocery shopping, and I hear this little kid by me go, "Mommy, why is that guy so big?" Mm. And it's just like, oh, that just like, okay, I just wanted to go crawl into a hole and you know just start shoving donuts down my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had a good feeling. Tell, tell me more about this. Um, so as you gained weight, uh-huh. you were limiting your, uh, for lack of better terms, like public appearances, like yeah. going to concerts, doing things out. Um, it becomes this, this limiting characteristic where you are um, kind of directing your family, even if it was just, you, you know, you and your wife at that point, like, you were limiting things that, that you were able to do together, maybe. Um, uh-huh. to, tell us if you can, like, if you kind of think about what that was like 
in, in that time. Was it conscious? Like, were you aware um, of those decisions or was it just an uncomfortability? So you chose not to engage in those kind of things. Uh, does, that, does that question make sense? It does. Um, okay. It's, it was a lot of uncomfortability for the most part. I'm sort of, it was, it's a mixture. There's a little bit of a, it was mostly unconscious, mm -hmm. but some of the more conscious things are like, oh, I don't want to go to the concert. But if I sat and thought about why I didn't want to go to the concert or the show, I was like, it's because the seats didn't fit. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that the seats didn't fit. It was I didn't fit in the seats. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't usually think that deeply into it because when I would, it depressed me and I would go eat. And yeah, it hurts a lot. Yeah. But the only thing I would go out to do would be to go out to eat. Mm -hmm. And then that got embarrassing because I would order, you know, like I'd go to like a, a buffet or something, just order this mountain of food. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry, my kid made an appearance. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a dog barking a little bit and my youngest and wife might come through at some point. Who knows? <laughs> um, it, you never know what's going to happen on this. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, so like part of my story was, was, was a huge weight loss journey as well. Um, which is, which is why I was really excited about being able to talk with you. Uh -huh. Um, I, I would, my, my biggest point that I saw on a scale, which we could talk about, like how in the world did you find a scale, um, that would weigh you? Because that was one of the biggest problems I have. My doctor's office didn't have one anywhere I went, didn't have one. I found one, uh, walk-in clinic, um, that had a scale that I could stay on. That wasn't like a loading dock scale, which I knew I could use, but I was afraid to go use because who wants to be that guy? Hey, could I just stand on that for a second? Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, for, for so many people, um, I think they don't realize the, the mental toll that, that it takes, um, to evaluate every chair to, um, to want to know everything about a situation before you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, like what, like, do the, do the chairs have armrests, you know, do, am I going somewhere where, um, I'm just going to be in the way all the time? Like, is there going to be a whole lot of people? Because in, in a crowded situation or a concert, like, I don't want to be the guy sitting in front of somebody that people can't see around you know, and, and, and all these things. And, and I'm assuming maybe it, that happened to you as well. Like just start playing in your head and going, yeah, I mean, how this, I'd, I'd rather just not go, you know, uh, when it came down to it, because you're, you're, you're evaluating and thinking through every possible situation that might draw attention to you or make you stick out even more than you already are, you know? Yeah. Sorry, the kid wanted the snack, but yeah, all right. To answer the first one, um, first question about where I found a scale like that I could fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually went to a weight loss specialist, uh, oh. um, a bariatric surgeon for mm -hmm. a consult. Um, and they have scales designed for that. Yeah. Um, but yes, I completely agree. I mean, I would always look if I go to the movies, which I did a lot because, you know, the seats were slightly bigger mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, theaters were converting to, you know, the big easy chairs that yeah. were hanging back. <laughs> and those are wider and more comfortable, especially for bigger people. Mm -hmm. And it's dark so no one can see you. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also look for aisle seats or 
-hmm. and just hope that, you know, no one comes in or everyone gets in and sits down and stays. So I didn't have to get up and step out because right. if I stood up, it was even worse for them to try to get in front of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting how many like little things um, that, that now I can fully be aware of that I did mm -hmm. in the past. Um, like one of my biggest kind of regrets actually was, was like our honeymoon. Um, my wife and I, not ours, <laughs> but uh, I don't know you that well. Yeah. Well, well, not yet. No, the, uh, but, but we went to like a tropical location mm -hmm. in, in the Bahamas. We went to, uh, um, a place for our honeymoon and, um, which people don't wear a lot of clothes there. And I was, uh, a, a large human, um, in trying to feel comfortable in a place with not a whole lot of large humans. <laughs> Like I didn't go there during NFL week. I wish I did. I felt better <laughs> about myself or something, but, or at least felt like one of the crew. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think about like, I wonder if she had a, as much fun as she could have, if she was with somebody who was like skinny and confident, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think about things like that now, um, that before I was just kind of didn't know how to articulate and talk about, um, especially with her, um, and and how and why i thought the way i did you know yeah did, did you ever have some of that oh completely yeah. i mean um not really a honeymoon because we didn't take our honeymoon until much much later um and actually uh, our honeymoon was basically our 10th anniversary which was nice. right before covid hit so thankfully we got oh, that gosh. in <laughs> <laughs> just at the buzzer <laughs> oh seriously i mean it yeah. was uh, uh november uh 2019 oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're having our 20th here in december um and it's but it's like i, I don't know what what can we do what will be yeah. available i don't know like could change cool you know you know like um, but yeah keep going what, what were you no, but yeah there's just i'm a lot more conscious uh i realize looking back on how i hyper analyze like um a good mm -hmm. example is is uh the chair i'm sitting in now actually i got this back when i was huge and this chair is rated for 450 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's actually kind of uncomfortable because the cushions are still like raising me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I could actually, you know, like get a couple of people and sit on this chair. I mean, I've got mm -hmm. room. I can tuck my elbows into my sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that I mean, crazy? I, like probably when you were bigger, like you just thought this is the way it was, right? Like mm -hmm. chairs are kind of small. Yeah. And, chairs and are they're small. They're other weak. People. Yeah. <laughs> i mean i went you, over now you're like come join me in the chair <laughs> yeah one time i went to a friend's house and we were all just sitting around just chatting around the table and um it was one of those uh chairs that do the uh the s with no back legs on it oh yeah, yeah kind of curve yeah, forward yeah, yeah and boom it yeah. just collapsed on me i mean and i'm like and this is a metal chair and i'm like i yeah. was beat red and i'm like i'm sorry and he's like and the guy was nice uh my buddy was nice and said, Oh, it was an old chair. So it was probably a little weekend. And I'm like, now I look at it and I'm like, I was just a fat ass. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> always evaluating chair. I had a plastic one blow out on me once. <laughs> oh, that was common. I hated plastic chairs. <laughs> they were the freaking worst. <laughs> we, what's funny is now we have some like on our front steps like not steps but like it's not really big enough to call a porch either it has two mm -hmm. chairs on the other side of the door and uh <laughs> like even today i don't trust them like 
wife's like, you want to go sit outside? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I still don't trust you guys. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, that's it. It's very interesting the 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 games and the psychology behind like the thought processes and um, I I think what I wish and I'm not sure um because of something you were talking about earlier um like with having to talk about it or or deal with it or even like allow yourself to think through what you're feeling and why you're mm-hmm. choosing to do what you're doing like I wish I had the words to be able to talk about it um because I think that would have been a lot healthier for me um but obviously I can't go back and and change the past yeah um but I I often wish there were there were people like like you around that that were willing to talk about things that were willing to to just get them out there and just say hey you know this is this is what my mindset was during this time and it's changed now um there's still a lot of that that creeps up but like um it's okay to to feel that way and like talk about it and um <laughs> did you ever wish that maybe you explored that more or I do I I Honestly, I wish there was coaches out there like me now, uh, mm-hmm. back then, um, you know, people that could re- I could relate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that a few, good majority of my clients are people looking to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I had a client uh, coach like I was and be a client for that uh, coach, just because, you know, it's like, like there's a whole psychological portion to it. I mean, the worst thing a coach can say to someone losing weight is just put the fork down. Cause Oh my gosh. I've had that said to me several times. That is the worst yeah. thing to hear when you're a big person or a person said, aside. Put the fucking fork down. <laughs> That's what they would say. <laughs> and it's not that simple. There's psychology. There's, there's always underlying issues. There's something going on that there's a reason why this person got that big. Nobody wants to be that big. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of my job as a coach is to help understand and help relate to them and tell them, Hey, I've been there. I know what you're going through. Even though this isn't about me, this is about you. And I'm here to help you. If anyone understands what you're going through, it's me. Just talk to me. That's why the first certification I got was being a life coach and behavior change coach, Mm -hmm. because you can't, you know, just jump into physical fitness. If you're not physically, if you're not physically capable, Mm -hmm. You have to train your. Uh, you have to get yourself into the correct mindset to be able to go and relearn how to eat, how to relearn how to move, mm-hmm. relearn how to enjoy life for how you are. How how hard of a transition you think that is for people? Like it is. They pick that up in a week. Extraordinarily hard. Oh no! It, <laughs> it does not take a week. <laughs> uh, no, it takes years. I mean, yeah. I still need coaching myself. Coaches need coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully I've got a good mentor, um, at the gym I work at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, um, I think that pisses me off a lot of times, like <laughs> that I don't get it quick enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, I, I've, I've been through a weight loss journey several times. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't a one-time deal. Oh, yeah. Um, I've tried every diet under the sun and everything. Yeah. Like back in the day I did Adkins. Yep. Um, that was my first big weight loss thing. And, uh, I still miss just sitting up late at night and eating pepperonis and cheese. Um, 
there is part of that I still miss in my <laughs> life. Um, but then, uh, but the people on Atkins will think, oh, hey, I can go, you know, sit there and sit down with five pounds of bacon and just go to town. Yeah, yeah. It it created a it it highlighted even more depth of my unhealthy eating habits, mm-hmm. um, which then shock and awe creeped back up yeah. once I lost focus. Um, <laughs> but, but I, you know, I've, I've, I've had several people from like a registered dietitian help me out, um, to a, another nutrition coach, like some, somebody similar, similar to yourself, mm-hmm. um, hadn't had necessarily the, the weight loss, um, that I was having. Um, but, but like still someone that was compassionate and cared enough to, yeah. you know, to, to coach as well. Um, and, and that helped me to be where I am today. Um, greatly you know it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely it definitely is a thing but um but it's just so much like it, it you never stop learning right i mean no you don't go okay it just clicks now and i can just set it on cruise control and i'll be great i'll continue to lose weight i'll get athletically proficient um i'll not only be a great crossfit coach but i'll start competing and beating those fire breathers in the gym and you know like whatever i mean but but that's that's the thought, right? Like the, you just gotta flip that switch. Yeah. And it, well, no, you, you, there's that switch, and then there's yeah. another switch down the hall, and then when you get down to that one, there's gonna be another one. <laughs> you know, like and that's a long hallway with yeah, a whole it, lot of switches. It's all these pieces, <laughs> right? Like you're you're just gathering all these piece by piece, right? Um, along the way, and it and it's so good. I mean, you you just nailed it right right on the head with that, right? Just take, so who's, tell me about your coach. Tell me about that person in your life. That's, that's been instrumental for you. Um, well, he's Luke Stoker. That's the name. Uh, he owns uh, CrossFit psyched in mm-hmm. Henderson, Nevada. Um, I, I'm the head of nutrition for the gym. Um, I also help out with CrossFit coaching. Um, he does let me, uh, bring clients in for personal training there. Oh, nice. um, I met him in, 2018 um, at a a different CrossFit gym where he was coaching. Hmm. He had been a personal trainer for years. um, And and towards the end of uh, 2018, I ended up uh, having a gallbladder attack. Um, At the same time, I developed a hiatal hernia from doing too many GHD sit-ups. Oh, geez. From bad coaching. Not from my mentor, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But from one of the other coaches at the gym, just kept pushing me. And, you know, on the GHD, you got to slow down when you and stop, you know, the second you start getting uncomfortable. <laughs> mm. But anyway, I basically, I just, no, or it no, wasn't no. a hiatal, it was a umbilical hernia where my belly button separated from me. Oh, God, that just hurt me. I don't know. <laughs> I had a guttural reflex to that. I don't know why. <laughs> so I oh, ended up bad. getting a two for one surgery. Got my gallbladder oh. out through my belly button and they fixed that umbilical hernia. Granted, I'll never have six pack abs, but I never expected to anyway. <laughs> but anyway, while I was down, that gym closed and moved across town. Hmm. But uh, Luke actually reached out to me while I was down and we worked out a plan for me to get back together. And he didn't follow the other gym either. And he started putting in the plans to start opening CrossFit Psyched, but that was still a couple of months away. So hmm. we started going to a local global gym and we would work out together and he was coaching me and rehabbing me. And this sparked everything for me that just like lit me up. Uh, I, I could do this. I could be a personal trainer. I could be a life coach. I could do the nutrition coaching. 
And he's like, do it then. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And so I went through and I got my life coaching certificate through uh, Integrative Wellness Academy. Mm -hmm. um, then from there, I went to NASM, got my uh, CPT through them. I also got the weight loss through there. Um, turned around, went and got my uh, CFL1, uh, level mm -hmm. one CrossFit coach. Uh, then I went to personal, uh, pers uh, sorry, precision nutrition, got mm -hmm. the L1 through there. And that's where I'm at now. And honestly, he helped me every step. I, if I had questions or advice, I'd go to him and he would always just answer back. Mm -hmm. He actually helped me start coaching in 2019 too, at, by mm -hmm. giving me a shot and training me and going, mm -hmm. teaching me his methodology and programming and we still chat programming every now and then. It's great. I'm a little yeah. programming nerd now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So how important was that initial go do it from him? Oh, it was life-changing, honestly. Um, if the fact that he said that I could be, do this blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, I was just like, okay, I'm just keeping the weight off and I'll just keep doing a nine to fiver and do my, do what I've been doing, but just exercising on top of it. But the fact right. that I could actually go out and help others and I don't have to, you know, walk in and look like I have 2% body fat and, you know, just sit there and do uh, chain muscle ups for an hour and... <laughs> I, I never, ever want to do that in my life. <laughs> but no, but I didn't, I can look like I do. I mean, yeah. And still be able to help people. I think uh, yeah. one of the best things I've heard is uh, Bill Belichick doesn't have to look like Tom Brady to coach Tom Brady. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that what you thought before? I thought that if I didn't look the part, no one would believe me mm. or listen to me. Mm -hmm. oh sure i'd get the oh kudos for you know losing you know like 275 pounds but right. if i tried to tell them something why would they listen to me i don't look yeah. like them and actually they're probably in they look like they're in better shape than me to begin with mm -hmm. but they don't understand though is that i went through and i got all this knowledge and that that's all imposter syndrome i mean mm -hmm. there's probably there's actually a lot less there then there appears to be in my own head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Coach Luke helping me get through that was just mind blowing and just changed my whole perspective. I mean, I'm there, I have the knowledge, they need the help. I mean, they didn't go through and learn about all the physiology of, you know, being able to do a pull up or what muscles are engaged and how to do, you know, mm. accessory work to improve that. Mm -hmm. Instead of just doing ring rows and because you'll never get a pull-up just doing ring rows. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how long do you think it'll take for you to believe you are who you are? Do you think you'll ever? <laughs> uh, I have good days and bad days. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I have more good days than bad. Yeah. Um, it's just like with the whole weight loss journeys. Sometimes mm -hmm. you stumble and fall flat on your face, but you got to get yourself up and just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let I, it affect you and drag your ass backwards. <laughs> so, uh, just, just to kind of relate to that a lot. So we, um, 
I own a CrossFit gym here in town. Um, I have a, I have a partner, um, who looks like a CrossFitter. Um, <laughs> I look like I can move refrigerators for people, um, <laughs> which I can't I know the feeling. <laughs> and in fact, I did for my sister two weeks ago, but that's beside the point. But we, uh, we have a farmer's market that's in the suburb in which our gym is in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- every Friday night I go while he's coaching at the gym, um, to set up the farmer's market. I coach in the mornings um, mm-hmm. and I'm there and he does the afternoon stuff. And except for the 6am, he does that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so every week I'm like, why the hell would anyone want to come talk to me about fitness? Mm-hmm. Like I, I am I have intentionally set up this so that he's the poster child for this, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one you look at and go, okay, I want to be like that dude. Like, um, and every week I have people that come to that tent and start asking about changing their lives and, and, and talk about, um, how, how oh, man, I've had these injuries, but I've heard crazy stuff about CrossFit. Like, do you think I could do it? And I'm like, a hundred thousand percent. I was like, here's mm-hmm. the deal. You walk into our gym, it's either me or, or the other guy. And he, we both own the place. And then if we're not coaching, we have this other coach who's a physical therapist. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're safe. Like, like, just let us know, keep, mm-hmm. we'll keep asking questions and make sure, you know, where we are, but like, it's safe. And what I found is that I still don't know if I believe it, but I feel like I I'm approachable as, yeah. as opposed to maybe someone who, um, looks, um, magnificent. <laughs> oh, dude, no kidding. I mean, you know, my very first day doing CrossFit, they do, uh, the gym I went to did this, you know, come do a free workout mm-hmm. and try it out and tell us what you think. And I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll go do it. Mm. I walk in Ballsy. there. Um, I walk in there and there's a guy just I, just doing, like I said, chaining, like muscle ups, doing pull-ups, just kind of shirtless, mohawk, mm-hmm. uh, just muscles. I have muscles. I mean, you could see his lats from the front. <laughs> like just walks up doing the, uh-huh. he's just going, hey, are you Jeremy? Are you here for your eval? I'm like, oh shit, fuck no. <laughs> I, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I, was so I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but then he, he got me in there. I mean. He was still a little bit of a meathead, but he got me going and I just loved the workout. That's mm-hmm. what, and I stayed and thankfully I stayed because then I met Luke and then yeah. everything shifted. So was that, uh, in 2016 when you started doing stuff, like started, I, uh, um, it was like early, how, like, how did you get started in, in working out or moving or okay. doing whatever? Well, 2016, we got, a, um, I got weighed and I start. Um, I am a bariatric sur- uh, a surgery patient. Mm-hmm. I'll just be upfront about that. I mean, it's just a tool that I use to help jumpstart everything. So full disclosure, we've, we've had, uh, so funny enough, I, I wrote a blog during, during fit by 40 dot blog was, was mm-hmm. my blog. That was, that was how I got kind of something people I think I've read it. Who I was. <laughs> um, and so I just wrote about my journey because I, there was, like I said earlier, no one out there that was just sharing the emotional, like what people go through when they're losing weight. And especially in a male voice, like it just, I couldn't find oh, it yeah. when I was going through it. So I was like, I'll be that guy. Like I'll put my, <laughs> I'll put my stuff out there. I, I don't care. Um, 
and so um one i've personally always been and and i and i try to and i've written a blog about this just just walking that line of just saying for me it is not a choice that i wanted to make Uh And, and and large in part because i showed up to one of the seminars and it scared the hell out of me and, and, and all honesty, like I, I was too much of a wuss to go through with it. And so um, a lady who, who lives close out here, um, who's also a CrossFit coach, also had a great, you know, physical transformation, um, said, I, w- I would love to come and just tell you my side of having uh-huh. surgery and what that did for me and why I chose that. And I was like, awesome, let's do a podcast. It's so, like she was on here. Um, uh, it was it was a few years ago at this point. But um, but so that that's just to catch you up on, <laughs> on things because yeah, there is a um, little bit of a stigma that goes along with when right, i they, say yeah. i've had surgery and they're like oh you took the fast way no i no, did no, not no. It, so yeah and like and, and i've had people around me in different jobs who have had that happen um and had both good and negative experiences mm-hmm. um and and so that was swirling around my head you know the whole time um so that that's just where I am in in all of this. It just <laughs> I'm not trying to get you to stop telling your story by any means. Um, <laughs> I was just just catching you up on on. on oh no worries. On on well, me uh, and and just you know that you're uh, gonna scare me even more. Just just go ahead. I I can sleep at night. <laughs> well, I had my surgery December 30th, 2016. And which one did you get? I so got the gastric sleeve. Time. Okay, the sleeve. Got it. Yep. So basically, I had a size of a banana for a stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, so, that's the one just, they basically put, is that the mesh around there? And then they, they shrink it. No, they no, that's, actually, that's different. they basically, um, from the esophagus to the end, uh, the other end, they cut the stomach off. Uh, they basically run a stapler down it. Gotcha. Okay. So it's just a tube. Gotcha. Okay. And Sorry. They take when the you excess said sleeve, I automatically thought of that mesh they put around it and mm-hmm. shrink it right like they yeah basically... that's a lap band okay all right sorry yeah. no i did a whole shit ton of research oh, I bet. <laughs> I i'm sure at. you did so, so and then so you still so this is stupid but you you still have that's the way it is still today right what's that oh like no no stomach. it stretches back out okay so like do you have a another stupid question do you have a normal size stomach now like whatever yes that i is? do okay right. i can eat normal food and <laughs> normal size portions Gotcha. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. So end of the year, December 30th, I had my surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm out six weeks uh, from work. I go back. I set myself a goal in my head of before I start back at, or before I try something drastic like CrossFit, because, you know, CrossFit's this whole, you know, work out till I puke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mentality yeah. that a lot of people, you know, it's not, it's a cult, mm-hmm. but um, well, definitely I, is that. before I even, tried it i set myself a goal weight and i dieted i did the uh, amount of movements i did bicycling um, just to get oh, done to, yeah, and then i right. hit that goal weight and then i'm like all right let's go try this by then it was uh eight what was months that later goal weight? What was uh, goal 235 weight? oh wow okay that's a that's a considerable amount less well, i was losing like 50 pounds a week or something like that for or two weeks for what is the that first time like? i weighed it was well I was still in a lot of pain for those two weeks, but and like, I couldn't like, eat, tell, eat tell anything. me more about that. What does that mean? Like you were in a lot of pain from the surgery? Like I couldn't drink anything faster than a sip. 
Like I take wow. a sip. If I actually yeah. took a gulp, I was in pain for like, um, like, uh, wow. Think about the fullest you've ever been, uh-huh. and then add like ten percent off of experience. just a swallow, just too big of a swallow. Wow. And I and I couldn't eat more than like three four ounces at a time. Jeez. And now I can eat normal sized meals. I I actually and I have like a eight ounce steak and potatoes and I don't eat potato oh sweet potatoes I do so yeah so did so when so are you like weighing everything and measuring everything you eat and then like how often were you eating those three or four ounces at a time like well I did a I it wasn't so much at at the beginning there I didn't have to I didn't weigh anything out or any of that I just had to do my priorities I had to get my protein first okay because one thing they don't they don't tell you a lot about what happens with the, during the weight loss with weight, losing weight rapidly like that. Um, one of the things they didn't tell me was it comes from your muscle first. They say, Oh, take the protein first. They don't tell you why mm. you consume the protein so that it helps retain your muscle mass. Cause if you don't maintain your uh, protein levels, your body wants to hang on to fat. Mm. It'll hang on for dear life to hang on to that fat and say, okay, here, have the muscle first, mm-hmm. have the bones first, have your hair first. I lost a lot of hair. I mean, I'm really? I'm not bald by any means. I mean, I got a full head of hair, but it got so thin. I was losing hair. Um, I didn't huh. take biotin to just keep what I had. Interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing they don't tell you doing is when you're gaining the weight, not only is it just fat stored, but in that fat are the hormones you produce during that time. Mm. So when you're, this is why they tell you you can't drink the six first six months. They just tell you don't drink because it's hard on your liver. I'm like, okay. The, but then I found out why is your body's reprocessing every chemical and hormone that you ever consume during that time. How interesting. Uh, with women, uh, when women have it and uh-huh if they're pre-menopausal or before menopause Mm -hmm. they'll actually their fertility rate shoots up no joke because all the hormones are back in their body Uh that they have throughout the years um interesting women that have gone through menopause go through it again sometimes that's unfortunate (laughs) no it's not um i tell you what i felt like a teenager (laughs) that's kind of cool though yeah it was and Sure, my wife got tired of me, but <laughs> uh, but seriously, your but your body is re, your liver is working overtime to reprocess everything, and um, that also leads to mood swings. Um, I mean, I was basically uh, bipolar for a short time because of that. Not, I wasn't actually bipolar, but it right. felt like felt it. like it because you were changing so much. Like one minute I'd be bawling, and next minute I'd be like laughing my ass off. That's crazy. I mean. I was never a big crier. I'm Midwestern, North Dakota, big stiff upper lip. I have zero to no emotion half the time. Yeah, yeah. But I was like bawling at movies and <laughs> it was Sounds like me up. on a normal day. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I have only girls in my house. <laughs> and they also, another thing they don't tell you is that the success rate is actually still low on the for bariatric patients yeah especially yeah. when you're as big as i was mm-hmm. um, i actually found that out from watching uh my 600 pound life mm-hmm. on tlc mm-hmm. i would watch that while i was going through the process of post-surgery because it was people i could relate to 
And one of the biggest facts that came out and I had to see, and I researched and it's true, is that 500 pounds and up, the success rate is less than 5% mm. of keeping it off. Not only have I kept it off, or not only did I get it off, I've kept it off. So and I think that that's, I think that's more than like the, uh, the weight loss competitions, um, like the oh. biggest loser and all that, like they have like a God, less than 1% maybe or something like that. Yeah. Well, I found yeah. out also with like the big, the biggest losers is they do a, such a crash diet and then they mm -hmm. put these people in such extremes. I mean, of course they're going to lose mad amount of weight, right? But the second you stop doing that, they didn't mm -hmm. learn any good habits they're just going to go back to start shoveling donuts and pizza down their throat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so in a very short amount of time, you cut yourself in half. I mean, basically. And then, yeah. so you had had to have skin issues. Yeah. I, I still do. I mean, I still have the okay. loose skin. I mean, got the arms and I got the belly. I, I actually wrote about in a short message on uh, like a mini blog on, Line, uh, about how I felt like I looked like a melted candle. <laughs> That's a good description. I mean, I, I keep the beard because I still got the little bit of a waddle. I mean, yeah. when I shave it down, I got the loose skin hanging down here. So <laughs> is there a reason you don't have that surgically removed or? Uh, first of all, it's $12,000 for what I need done. Oh, is that all? <laughs> but I, I thought about it. I really did. Yeah. And honestly, I figured I'd own it. Yeah. I mean, it's still me. I mean, sure. I got to wear a compression shirt when I'm running or else my stomach starts flapping everywhere. But I mean, that's a small price to pay. I mean, Under Armour makes a hell of a compression shirt. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it shows that I've actually did the work. I mm -hmm. mean, I've got the weight loss. I've got the loose skin to prove it. Um, it's part of who I am and part of my brand. Mm -hmm. Is that something uh, that you have to remind yourself of often that you have done the work and that you've done a great job? Do you, for yes. do you forget that often? <laughs> yes. Uh, you've said it, so you said it quite a few times. And so I, I, I have a tendency to pick up on things that keep coming back around. <laughs> yeah. Um, it all comes back to um, a little bit of body dysmorphia. I still sometimes, yeah feel like and look like think i look like that 500 pound man still mm -hmm. i mean because i have to scale some movements still like i still don't have a strict pull -up. i don't mm -hmm. um i'm working on it i got the pull-up bands um, i've graduated from ring rows to resistance bands <laughs> well and muscle takes a lot of time to develop like just yeah. because you you, you st still weighing over 200 pounds there's not going to be many people that have a strict press over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, they're definitely not going to have <laughs> a, you know, dead weight pull, you know, at, at over that. I mean, that, that takes an incredible amount of time to build, build muscle. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, I used to work at Lowe's. I could actually pick up a big, you know, four burner grill box and just pick <laughs> it up and move it a few inches. Now, yeah. I went through the weight loss portion of the surgery and i lost so much strength from mm -hmm. that i mean i think now i'm just starting to get up to 150 on a strict press yeah yeah that's that's still a good strict press though yeah like, it's taken me three years to do it too yeah it, it takes a lot of time uh, 
<laughs> now my deadlift came around like nobody's business. Did it really? <laughs> yeah, when I started CrossFit, my deadlift was 185. And just a couple of weeks ago, I pulled 405. Nice. Nice. Yeah, oh, I was so happy to make four bills. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's that's the thing for for boys. It, girls, you know, I, I, is the celebration is is 200 for me. Like once a, a female athlete goes over 200 for the first time, yeah. like the whole world opens up and you're like anything is possible. Like I feel like it's oh, yeah. that kind of like experience. Same thing for guys. Like once you get over 400, you go, "Oh hell yeah." Like yeah. Let's do something. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I just want so one good. One moment, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just noticed my wife's computer was still on. Oh, yeah, that was fine. It was on and was it saying something? Yeah, it was beeping at me. And... <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear it. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's fantastic. We'll throw in a commercial there. It'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, there's certain milestones that are huge. I mean, mm -hmm. like someone getting over 150 on a snatch or. <laughs> mm. So what's your, uh, yeah, I had a bunch of, uh, like my fit by 40, um, thing was all my lifts over 200 pounds. Like that's mm -hmm. what, I, that's what I wanted to hit. And obviously I didn't get that strict press, um, which I did coincidentally PR this morning just oh, nice congratulations I, I don't get many prs in, in, like <laughs> anymore it's been it's been a while um but that one was huge for me a strict press um pr this morning but it's still not over 200 <laughs> but, well that's actually a good thing to bring up uh prs just like uh weight loss and any kind of journey you start off you make big gains yeah, but they taper time. off mm -hmm. you got an, and a lot of people don't understand that they think they can just keep doing that steady up yeah like every week i should be enough. hitting a pr that's what some yeah. of our members still think yeah yeah i mean that's again with the weight loss journey. i mean when you first start losing weight you lose it a lot like mad fast mm -hmm. but like it does taper off and people start going oh no it's not working anymore and then get thrown off and then they start eating and gain it back plus mm -hmm. yeah it's it's interesting the like you can't keep doing the same thing, expect the same results, right? Exactly. You got to um, change it up. That's a good thing about CrossFit. Yeah, all the time. And as your body fat percentage lowers and gets more in line with other things in your body, like you can't keep doing the same thing, expect the same results, you know? Yep, exactly. All the time. Yep. I uh, have that conversation with myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that one and, well, I used to could. <laughs> whatever or if you do a bench press and it's less than what you did last week it's like oh no <laughs> see i'm fine with that now like at this point in my life i know that every single day yeah. is a crapshoot of how i'm going to perform <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like uh like i do a strongman class i love doing strongman stuff like oh, it's, it's the it's, best it's a fun thing for me and so i coach a strongman class and um me and another guy who's 65 <laughs> 64 sorry i aged aged him but uh, he he's there all the time, and we always talk about is it. like we're gonna see what we have today. Like sometimes we just have to like max out on something just to see what we're working with. That day. <laughs> it's like we're gonna hit whatever a max press is, and then from that we're gonna reduce our numbers and find out what we're gonna do in the game today. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> but it's ever like, noticed yeah. the bigger guys like the strongman stuff 
other than <laughs> rather than you know the olympic lifts <laughs> oh, i love man my favorite lift in the world is the snatch i love it more than anything um and i'm my most uncomfortable lift is a clean go figure really I, i'm the opposite i love yeah. a good clean and jerk M most people are yeah yeah it's it's a weird like i've put so many years into my snatch um that like i i love it like i'm much more comfortable throwing something over my head than i am bringing it to my shoulders and then overhead <laughs> it's I don't, I don't i just am i don't know it's just i think it's prettier too <laughs> <laughs> it's also fun to say that you have a nice snatch it's true it's true, it's true. <laughs> cannot deny that um but no it's a uh, yes strong man i got into that um and that's that started me gaining weight again um because those jokers man like I, I i wish people understood like what they see on tv um like these guys do like having competed with some of the the top guys um before and just been beside them as a human oh, standing beside them and going holy shit like people my whole I, life has said i'm huge and i am tiny 1998 i met magnus for magnuson oh yeah him and all the strongmen did a thing through uh went through uh some uh event in north dakota uh and, and they stayed at the hotel i was a security guard at oh cool so they finished their event and i got to go hang out with them at the restaurant in the hotel mm -hmm. and talk about food i mean it was mounds and mounds of pasta unbelievable but it was like great. I mean, like I'm a big guy. I'm six two. I mean, I'm two, uh, two thirty five right now, mm -hmm. um, and my hand was just engulfed. <laughs> it's I mean, crazy, it's man. Just like, it's unreal. And they just spent the day, you know, like pulling semis and. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, and and they moved this weight that is unfathomable. I know. Um, and it's not just, it, and it's different than powerlifting. Like powerlifting, <laughs> people, people pull some big weights um but strongman you're you're moving you're picking up that deadlift that's a thousand pounds but then you're carrying it over here or you're on a yoke and and like i mean it's just it's insane it's insane what they do um and i realized how strong i'm not often <laughs> <laughs> um but we're working on that we're working on that i've yeah. uh, started a whole new strength campaign we're gonna we're gonna see what happens see if i can come out of retirement next year um but I really want to win a sword. One competition around here has a sword for. Oh, really? Life. I'm like, I want to win the sword. That sounds pretty badass. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, what, what, Screw a belt. I want a sword. fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. How cool would that be? How cool. Um, anyway, so, um, so kind of moving forward, like, uh, what, one, what, what's your, what does your body look like? in the future like you dream of is it now um or do you still have some goals goals physically um that you want um, to reach honestly i still have goals i want to reach. i want to get my uh shoulders and arms bigger i mean mm -hmm. i mean right now um i lost a lot of strength with them and i want to rebuild up my chest my arms uh, my back my legs i mean they're all great i mean i got it a lot of strength there my core is awesome mm -hmm. i just need the upper body i got i'm working on my upper body a lot mm -hmm. uh, i think part of it's genetic uh, but you know 
I've got these big gorilla arms. I mean, one thing they don't tell you about, you don't see, you know, a lot of elite athletes, you know, that stand six two that can reach, you know, even higher up. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Because I mean, that's a long bar path. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm six five. Um, and so, oh, so you know that that's, that long bar path. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you'll be fun on the rower. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> or they'll be like, oh, wall balls. You just have to tap the wall when you reach the bar up. I'm like, shut up. Like, it takes me five seconds just to squat. It takes you two. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, don't even, don't even talk about wall balls with me. I was like, I may not have a long throw, but it takes me twice as long to just get out from the bottom. <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. Physically, what what about what's your what's your next uh, milestone with let's say weightlifting? Uh, weightlifting. Um, I hit four bills with my deadlift. That's what I wanted to go on. Uh -huh. From there, I just want to keep improving. Um, I do want to get, um, I want to get my bench up to 225, you know, mm -hmm. NFL combine reps. There you go. <laughs> I want to hit that 225. I'm a ways away. Um, okay. I've got a long ways to go. Yeah. But that's my big goal. I mean, I break it down to, you know, smaller steps, you know, like 10 pounds every time I go to test a PR. That's awesome. Which is like every, uh, eight or nine weeks i test it and it, and it goes up 10 pounds every not always weeks? not okay. always sometimes it's just that's, like only like two or three that's big gains on on upper body man. it is like it really is pounds. a big game but right. you know that's a big goal um, but i want to put some more mass up on my shoulders and trap oh traps are always easy mm -hmm. um i want more of that boulder shoulder you know a little thicker in the bicep yeah more protective tissue that's what i like to yes call it. um <laughs> what okay gymnastics goals what you got there? uh gymnastics i need to do a handstand oh, okay i want to be able to kick up i'm not comfortable upside down at all i don't trust any damn wall that's ever been made i'll tell you exactly right <laughs> like i keep thinking when i go when i'm when coach tells me to go kick up or i go in to kick up i just go like i'm still huge <laughs> i'm gonna go through this bad boy <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I know I'm not going to, but I can't get over that psychological edge. I, I understand 1000%. It is all mental for me. Yeah. All mental. So I can wall walk what? and stand up there. Like I'm sure you can. Yeah. I wall walk. Yep. And so you can hold your body weight. No problem. But kicking up there. Hmm. Nah, it's a different no. thing. Mm -mm. Nah. <laughs> um, i'm also looking forward to doing a pull-up i'm getting closer and closer like i said i just graduated to myself to uh resistance bands okay um, i'm still on the green band so but yeah, it's still yeah. a lot better than you know doing jumping or pull-ups or or um, ring rows which are you get the same range of motion movement but it doesn't work the same muscles but mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah i understand that the uh all right, let's see gymnastics, uh, weightlifting. What about, uh, do you have any like, uh, you know, single modality moves that you want to do like running or anything like that? Like cardio wise, do you have any goals there? Oh, I still hate cardio, but <laughs> it's stupid. It's, it's only for people who are scared of things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to run when you can just stand there and take it. <laughs> no, um, I, it's, a, I do want to get my double unders. Okay. I can do like single, single, double or single, double, single, double, uh -huh. but I want to be able to chain doubles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got my running. I can run a mile without stopping. I'm happy with that. Just oh, straight cool. up happy. I can, yeah, yeah. I did vested for Murph this year. Awesome. 
I did the whole thing vested, except for I ended up doing jumping pull-ups, which is still a bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I did it all vested and I came in well under an hour. So I was happy. Yeah. Well, doing jumping pull-ups in the conjunction with all those squats, ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you got bad knees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Never you did get you those never fixed. did get those fixed. Yeah, I was like, you no. never got fixed, did you? Oh, geez. So do, what, uh, do you, what do you have in there? Like, what's... what's, what's now I got free-floating cartilage in there. Oh, just, just hanging out. Okay. Well, every now... Um, they do get sore. Um, every now and then one will get stuck and, like, has a little slippage. Um, back in January, we did a, our gym does quarterly liftoffs with different movements. Okay. Um, back then it was, uh, what is that like? Is that like a, like liftoff? Does that mean like you're competing as people on lifts? Like in our gym? Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. Like, um, in January we did, uh, you know, the, the three power lifts, uh, deadlift, back squat, mm -hmm. strict press, CrossFit total. Yeah, CrossFit total. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a back squat and I was going for a PR, of course. And <laughs> like you do. Of course. And I felt something pop in my knee and I had it checked out later. And it turned out I had a little, one of those little floating pieces of cartilage get caught between there and just kind just of flick, out. just shot out a little bit. <laughs> and, it, and my knee swelled up. So I looked like I had a second kneecap. I mm. thought I tore my meniscus until oh, I got geez. it cleared out and found out I have all these little bits of cartilage floating around and if they start catching i gotta stop what i'm doing and you know do some uh, mobility on them oh, wow. a lot of what helps that is i do wear um, knee sleeves okay so yeah that's how i take care of that um it does so limit is, all did you get the back squat i failed that one um, oh. i i tied my pr um, i have since broke uh pr that squat there you go there you go <laughs> So, but I still hold back a lot and I, I know I do. And just cause when I hit depth and come back, when I'm going for a PR, I'd still worry about my knees. Um, it's all psychological. I mean, I know I can lift it. I mean, for fuck's sake, I can, you know, like I, I've said a few times now, I got a big deadlift and a lot of that's knee work too. Mm -hmm. And besides when I was 500 pounds, I used to sit up off the couch. Yeah, there's a, that's one of the things I was listening to the other day and somebody was talking about. Um, Although that would be more of a front squat with the front, well, with yeah, all the weight in front. A, <laughs> a little bit. I guess it depends how you get up. But, yeah. um, but he was talking about how overweight people um, have have plenty of muscle underneath there. Yep. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, you're not, not necessarily seeing it. Um, or conditioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's also that that mental game of, you know, I'm no good. I'm can't do something because I can't do a lot yeah. of things, you know, can't, can't, can't. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the psychology and there's, yeah. there's so much involved. It's yeah. And, and, and I wish there was like something you could take, like that would, that would just end it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, I okay, wish there was a be... switch in there. We could just go and flip it. <laughs> there you go. That's, that sounded a lot better than when I said mine sounded a lot darker. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to change the whole direction there. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. Glad someone's in here changing the direction of this place. You got to oh, keep positive. Man. If you don't get positive, you're not going to make progress. <laughs> That's right. That's true. That's true. And even if, uh, you know, you can be that person that, that helps somebody hear that, it's a, it's a big win for sure.
Well, cool. What else is going on with you in the future? Like, those are some really awesome goals and some things that uh, are sound like they're very much attainable for you. Um, what what else is, are, you, are your kind of hopes and dreams for like moving forward with, with all this? Well, someday, probably won't ever happen, but someday I hope to, you know, get rid of the day job and just do coaching yeah. um, and personal training. But right now I have my day job to pay the bills. Um, so um, I do have my own little business, uh, Viking Personalized Wellness. I'm on Facebook. Oh, cool. Um, mm -hmm. I had to give myself a little shout out. Yeah, you should. You should always. <laughs> um, I'm taking on, I do have room for clients now. Um, I want to expand my nutrition coaching. I want to expand my personal training. Um, a good example is one of my clients that actually trains for a marathon. My mm -hmm. ass don't run like that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I can still train it because I know the mechanics and I know different techniques and I know the leg building leg strength. Right. Mm -hmm. And endurance. So that was a little segue there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, you actually um, ran Windermere a few months ago up in uh, Seattle. Oh, okay. You, you, you ran? No, like he you... ran. My oh, I, was guy like... that was trained for a marathon. Got now it. he's training for a couple marathons. But he's doing great. Um, yeah. Got a handful of nutrition clients. I just want to expand my business, get it bigger. I want to do more CrossFit coaching. Mm -hmm. I want to do more at the, coaching at the gym. Um, I do run the nutrition program there. Um, although we have to, I've had to take a couple of weeks off because, you know, I'm just coming off of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to set up so I can do it more remotely too um, for my personal training, not the CrossFit stuff because I love getting in front of the group and talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, it sounds like you want to move towards all these things that you're very passionate about that have changed your life so that you can help other people change their life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ma makes sense to me. Um, and <laughs> your, your day job probably doesn't give you that same, um, feeling or gratification or, um, sense of helping maybe. And it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, okay. it's a sitting job. I sit all day. I do tech support for, uh, uh gotcha for software that, um, but it helps people in that it's cancer therapy software. Oh yeah. Yeah. But and I'm, when you're helping people work out whatever issues they're having, right? Like, yeah. I mean, with but computers. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I hate using that expression, but sometimes it's the only one that works. It is what it is. Sure. Sure. I get that. But it's not okay. my passion. My passion is getting out there and getting people fit and healthy, especially mm -hmm. now with, you know, COVID going on. You don't understand how important it is to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I swear, if I hadn't been vaccinated or in as good a shape as I am, my ass would have been in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I was still down for three, four days with a fever and all the symptoms, except for I never did lose my sense of taste or smell. I still kept that. Thank goodness. Interesting, yeah. My wife lost it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My friends who, who had it uh, definitely lost it, um, which was, of course, made into a running joke. Probably still oh, yeah. for today, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I would have been so much worse if I hadn't been as healthy or as in shape as I am. Yeah, 500 pound you w might not have survived that, right? Oh, I totally don't believe I yeah. wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that uh, that highlights the uh, the big issue at hand, right? With the uh, the health and wellness of 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 well, our country. You know, like um, not to get political in any way whatsoever, but uh, oh hell, no. you know, in, <laughs> especially in the CrossFit world, like we've been banging this drum for a long time 
and um, with CrossFit Health and everything like that, that's, that have been put in place to kind of highlight <laughs> this, like this epidemic of um, like the food we eat is really garbage. And, <laughs> you know, like our, our issue is that we're, over, we're already loading, overloading the health system before that. And, and now it just takes a little bit of a push and it's out of control, you know, sometimes. So well, health and wellness is important, you know, mm -hmm. and well, like I said, my day job, uh, I'm involved with the medical industry with, you know, cancer treatments mm -hmm. and it's been running at a red line. Mm. All hospitals run at that red line and it's very easy yeah. to break. Sure. Yeah. And CrossFit is one of the big leaders and, and I like to use the term deep health a lot because it's not just physical. I mean, mm -hmm. everyone, everyone thinks that, you know, Hey, I'll just go work out, work out, or I'll go for a run, you know, and then still eat like crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to support that engine. You got to eat right. And to be able to do all that, you have to be mentally right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not uh, just, it's an outside in inside out perspective. Back in my, my real job, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I used to be in hospitals all the time, not personally, but going to visit people. And uh, like, I, I would tell people all the time there, they would start talking about, uh, you know, hospitals being um, overrun you know, through the pandemic and stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. listen, I can't remember the last time I passed a room that was empty in a hospital before all this. Yeah. You know, it, it was a rare sighting to walk past and be like, Oh, that one's available. Cool. Um, you know, so like it, it wasn't, you know, it, it's not a, a crazy thing for people to be like, Oh, hospitals are overrun. I was like, it doesn't take much. No, it um, doesn't. But yeah, that's just, you know, very, very interesting, interesting thing. Um, but the point is, you know, part of my goal is, is always to be harder to kill, you know, and, and I think CrossFit is the best way to do that. Um, yep. because they set the foundation at nutrition and what I'm putting in my body, um, matters a whole lot more than the movements that I'm doing in CrossFit even, you know, mm -hmm. and, and taking care of, of that from the inside out. And, um, I believe in that methodology. I mean, I've, put a whole lot of money into it <laughs> because I believe in it and I want to share that with other people. And, um, and, and I love that, that you, uh, are using that as a tool to not only, uh, help people, but to also share your journey. Um, mm -hmm. because you know, it doesn't matter if you have surgery or if you don't have surgery, whatever your weight loss journey is, the point is, um, to get that off and, yeah. and to start experiencing a life that, one that you could have had this whole time, but like, it's also this life that's awesome and it's worth living mm -hmm. and it's so much fun. And like more doors are open and more experiences oh, yeah. are available. Um, and it's just, man, it, it, it I, I guess I would, I would hate to end this podcast without encouraging those people who are still sitting there going, man, I got to get my ass in gear, um, to hear that, like, yeah, do it like now, like, let us help, you know, go, go to somewhere, um, around you and just get started, go on a walk, you know, today and <laughs> just get moving, you know, just like get moving anything, right. <laughs> you know, and, and choose some extra vegetables with dinner tonight, you know, I mean, start taking steps. Um, because, all it is, is just start building those good, healthy habits one step yeah, at a time and just you don't build have to on change that. overnight. You know, it no. doesn't, it's not a thing where you have to do it cold Turkey. Um, mm -hmm. like, and so, uh, Man, I, I I appreciate your story a lot, <laughs> and and, uh, and I'm glad uh, that you were able to take some time and be on the podcast and tell it today. 
Um, but um, tell us about, you know, if people want to kind of reach out or connect with you in some way, um, tell us again where, where they can find you. Um, probably one of the easiest ways to get a hold of me is on Instagram. I'm LV underscore Viking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very responsive. <laughs> good, good. Another way you can reach out to me is uh, Facebook. Uh, my business page is uh, Viking Personalized Wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook.com slash Viking PW. Um, or Twitter um, at Viking or at, oh, geez, what was my Twitter handle? I don't go on Twitter very much. <laughs> Uh, at underscore or at Viking underscore wellness. Um, Big Norwegian Midwestern. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, yeah. And so you can check out uh, on Instagram, our post um, as well for this episode and connect with him there as well. Um, just in case you didn't have a pen and paper while you're in your car driving and listening to this, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, but, yeah. but, but Jeremy, I appreciate your time today, buddy. And, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for listening to the barbell voodoo podcast on your way out please take time to subscribe if you haven't already leave us a five-star review if you like what you've heard and also leave us a comment let us know what's going on with you if you don't mind stop on instagram give us a little like on the ig at barbell voodoo podcast also you can find me there at fitby40.blog thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time